Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, the good news is we have a couple of really cool good news stories. One of them is actually one of my favorites, I think, of all time. So I'll just give you a little synopsis. Um, A firefighter responds to a 911 call to help deliver a baby girl. He finds out later she's available for adoption. Hello. Yeah, it's really cool. And then a good Samaritan risks his life to save a woman from a sinking car. And those situations are always really scary, you know, because you put yourself in danger. And, of course, it's the good news, so there's always a happy ending on my show. That's the good thing about the good news. Hey, uh, joining us today, uh, two of my fellow uh, uh, women's conference friends, uh, Donna Hetzler, who is a writer and speaker, and also Tyra Lalo, and she is our worship leader uh, because uh, she is such a good singer. I plucked her out of church and just said, you know, I know that we're brand new friends, but would you be the worship leader for my conference? And now it's been, we've known each other a couple of years now. Wonderful, huh? She's angelic. Oh, my goodness. When I walked in and heard her practicing that morning, it was like I had just walked in (laughs) through the gates of heaven. She started singing one of my favorite songs, and I started crying. Yes, yes. I did. I was like, what's wrong, Angie? What's wrong? You ran up (laughs) and you said. I ran. Go ahead. I ran up and I said, will you sing that for me? You said, would you sing that for me? And I was like, well, sure. You know, and uh, I was just so touched. And I was like, wow. Okay, Lord, you know the right songs. You know, and I listen to that. It's David Crowder. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of the song? Um, I'm so not like musicy. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> we'll um, wait for Dave to chime yeah. in. What song yeah, is that, Dave? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, when I heard you singing David Crowder, yeah, um, you, you picked another song for me, and that right. one just made me start to cry because it's so touching to me. Right. And right. when you get up to speak in front of a lot of women in church and you're giving your testimony, it's very emotional. Yes. And so it made me cry. And I said to Tyra, can we do that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to remember the song, Angie, because I did so many different songs. I know. But, um, I'll, I'll give you the name because if, you, if you're listening, yeah. this song uh, is so emotional and so beautiful. Well, and a song can just touch you the minute, you know, you're in yes. a situation or walk into something and it just strikes you at that moment. So That's my music is so wonderful because Powerful. it transcends and it's able to lift us you know when we're sometimes at our lowest points so yes well and i think david crowder is so cool um how he loves yes oh That's of course we should have known yes us. oh how yes. he loves us yes yeah and so um he also does this song david crowder um um it's it, you know so old school it's um i'll fly away oh yeah and it mm-hmm. blows me away when he sings it because he I don't know, for like a young dude, he has such depth, mm-hmm. I think, like in his soul. Soulful. And yeah. I just really love listening to him. I think he's just I awesome. Agree. He agree. is. Okay, so let's talk about good news. And then I want to get into Beatrice Bruno, who is not with us today, not here in the studio today, um, who is one of our really good friends and uh, fellow uh, women's conference people. We, If you ever want a women's conference at your church, definitely get in touch with me because the group of us come and we put it on for you and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm missing 
this on myself. <laughs> uh, but Beatrice was at Writers on the Rocks, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I wrote a blog yesterday about uh, released from bondage. And I was actually standing in the hall not wanting to go into her workshop because it terrified me. Her conference was, or her workshop was titled, um, Writer Thou Art Loosed. <laughs> and she was gonna, you know, loose us from the bondage of fear and doubt and all. And I found myself so afraid to go in there because if I walked in there, that would require change in my life. Uh-huh. And I wasn't ready to embrace change. Oh, any of us? Oh my right. goodness. Scary. And I, my friend came around the corner and she raised her eyebrows at me and she's like you are going into this class and this woman <laughs> was, was on, on fire okay Beatrice. don't tell us it's a oh, tease yes. so she was on fire so you learned a lot uh yes did I actually I woke up exhausted the next morning so I'll have to tell you what she okay. did in the class all right yeah. I want to hear all right let's do a little bit of uh, good news uh, and uh, good news to Tyra you know your CD came out recently anything we can you know people can know about to find you go hear your music of course your website oh yeah uh, tyralalomusic.com and then you can find my music actually on Amazon and iTunes so Excellent. all you have to do is put in my name Tyra oh. L-A-L-L-O and boom there L-A-L-L-O <laughs> all right let's get into our good news thanks guys uh, let's start with the firefighter because this story is uh, it's the best and when you hear the little girl's voice about who delivered her, just listen. The long and the short of how a five-year-old girl named Gracie came to belong to a family named Haddon. Gracie has the short version. Where were you born? Do you remember? I'm in an ambulance. In an ambulance? And who delivered you? Daddy. The longer version? It's been on the Haddon's Facebook page for almost five years, but in the last few weeks, the story is suddenly going viral. The story of a firefighter named Mark, one day racing a woman in labor to the hospital. Once we got into the ambulance, um, we learned that uh, we were going to be probably delivering a baby. And when the baby girl came, it was Mark she was handed to. I helped her take her first breath. Then at the hospital. I just happened to hear the doctor say um, that the baby is going to be put up for adoption. Now the Haddons had two sons already and had been wanting a girl, but were having difficulties conceiving. So the decision became easy, especially after Beth Haddon spoke to the mother. She just looked over at me and said, I want you to have my baby. And five years on, the Haddons hoping something comes out of this unexpected moment in the limelight. If even one child is placed in a, in a family that is as loving and supportive as ours is, then, then that's our message. And that is the short and the long of this one good story. John Donvan, ABC News. Come on. Oh my wow. goodness. Yeah, that's amazing. Does that not confirm that God just orders our steps? Yes. I mean, he put mm-hmm. that person right in that little girl's life. That's I right. mean, how amazing is that? <sighs> yes. I just think that's so neat. I know. It's so heavy. Like it's just like, wow, you're delivering this baby. It's gonna be your baby, like your kid, you get to adopt her. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is amazing. Isn't that to me. so cool? That is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a friend that I've always uh, uh, thought that I would foster kids when my kids get a little bit older because I never want to put them in harm's way. But mm-hmm. And I don't know how my husband's going to feel about it when I let him know that we're going to be foster Surprise! parents. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> It'll be real interesting for him. But he's such a good role model and he's such a good coach because uh, I actually kind of forced him into coaching in the last mm, few months. Mm-hmm. And he's so good with the boys because he's strict. He's old school. He's yeah. like his dad. 
he's not like a pushover and he doesn't let the kids run around and talk and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure the kids um, are a little taken aback that he's so direct and so strict in his coaching mm -hmm. because I see a lot of kids goof off when they're getting coached. Right. And it's irritating, I think, to the coaches, but they don't want to be too hard on other people's kids. Mm -hmm, but if my kids are, if his kids are disrespectful, he makes them run laps. Wow. Uh, he makes them, yeah. And if <laughs> they, like school. if they make fun of a, um, a kid, like the other day this kid lost, uh, missed, pardon me, a layup because he didn't know how to do it. And my husband was trying to teach them all how to do layups. And um, three of the kids laughed at him. And so my husband said, who laughed? And made them raise their hands. And he goes, get down, do push-ups. We're not making fun of anybody on this wow. team. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And he's, Love that. he's even said, like, I'm sure the parents are taken aback by his directness. and Because a lot of parents don't parent like that anymore. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Well, and kids crave that a little bit, I think. They want the well, boundaries. They, they were and there they at practice. That. Yes, they didn't that's right. Out. They keep coming back. They did. So they do crave that structure. That's mm -hmm. exactly it. Yep. Yeah, and you know, we ran into a lot of the kids at a birthday party at Dave and Buster's the other day. We went to pick up my son, and so but a lot of the boys were there, and they, the season's over. And my husband, in the middle of Dave and Buster's, starts throwing the football with them. And granted, it wasn't a real football. It was a light <laughs> one, but it was like hitting parents, hitting kids. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you tell your own husband, like, you need to stop and oh, behave please. yourself. You have to behave in a public place. <laughs> well, at least it was Dave and Buster's. <laughs> right, that's right. One place. So, right, that's <laughs> fair. Right, there wasn't a bowling wasn't ball. Like... We were next to the bowling alley, so at least it was a soft oh, Nerf gosh, ball. At least you at some formal yes. restaurant or something. Yes, he's standing right. on the table. Catch. <laughs> well, he's the one that hit the neighbor's car with a ball. And oh I'm gosh. like, oh my gosh, not that neighbor. No, no, not him. Like he was shit, but thankfully he moved. You know, so I was like, oh my gosh, not him. Because he's always watching out the window. And oh my gosh. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, let's talk about another good news story. And then we're going to get into Donna Hetzler talking about uh, Writers on the Rock. And, you know, a lot of people feel there's a book inside of them. And uh, Donna was afraid to go to that particular uh, event. And Beatrice Bruno really moved. Donna, because Beatrice was on fire, so I want to know what she learned. Uh, I want to talk about the firefighter, or pardon me, the Good Samaritan, risking his life to save a woman. The firefighters come later. But I always wonder what I would do in these situations. There's so many stories that I've covered over the last five or six years in the good news uh, arena where people have been willing to get themselves in danger, willing to risk their lives for someone they don't even know, but also paying attention. There was one story out of Boulder, I'll never forget, the guy came right here in the studio, and he was young and had a heart attack, and he was stopped at a st stop sign, slumped over. And so some guy was driving by, and at first he thought, you know, maybe the guy had been drinking or whatever. Sure. And then he, th he came back, and he stopped, and he went over, and he had to give the guy CPR. Wow. He called 911, and we had the 911 call. And he's giving the guy, you know, CPR, doesn't even know him, has stopped and gotten him out of his Jeep, and he's, like, got him on the ground in the intersection. Holy wow. And he saved his life. He wow. Said, yeah, the guy, yeah, oh, the guy came in, and he was young. I mean, like, around 30-ish was mm -hmm. the victim. Uh, and then there was another where somebody had gone into a ditch, and I don't know if they saw like a glint of light or what they saw, you know, from, you know, maybe the rearview mirror or what. But they're like, well, that that's that's weird. Strange, and yes. then saw, oh, there's a car in the ravine and they're on their way to work. So they're late. So, you know, they, they, they didn't have time right. to stop and rescue someone from the ravine. And it ended up there was someone in the car and it made the difference. They say the firefighters um, wow. in, in saving, you know, the life of the person. OK, so in this case, and this scares me. I don't know what it is. Does everybody have nightmares about like what you do in your 
your car if it went into like a lake. Yes. yes. And then freezing water and then not being right. able to breathe and drowning. Yeah. And yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, breaker yes. when you need it. The yeah, one, you know, right. the thing you can buy. I'm going to get one. I'm going to buy one so I can get stop having that nightmare. Too, okay? Yeah, let's get glass breakers on. <laughs> a round of glass breakers for <laughs> everyone. For the stocking yes, right. Why did you give me a glass breaker in my stocking? So you won't die. Right. You'll need it one day. <laughs> You'll Praise Jesus day. for glass breakers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this guy sees a woman in a sinking car and then he does get help later but he is the one that does go, okay, I'm going to go for it. The woman driving this blue sedan was trapped, the car rapidly sinking in an icy pond, when another driver jumped in to rescue her. She was saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Don McEwen just happened to be passing Gothelbrook Park in Hawthorne, New Jersey, when he saw the car in the water. Without hesitating, he took off his coat and boots to go in after the driver. And the car was filled with water. I asked her if anybody else was in the car. She said no. Uh, I began trying to break the window. Two Hawthorne police officers arrived and helped break the window and pull the woman to safety. But Chief Richard McAuliffe says those officers don't want to be called heroes. Officer Daly and Officer Vega um, truly went above and beyond. Uh, it's part of the normal day-to-day -day things that we have to do. Um, it's the civilians that we have to look at, the people that didn't have any obligation to pull over and make some kind of an attempt to rescue somebody. With the help of firefighters in a boat and a huge tow truck, they eventually pulled the submerged car out. It was cold. I got out. I mean, I, I could barely walk. And Don McEwen says he's no hero either, just an ordinary guy thrust into an extraordinary situation. If it happened to my wife or myself or somebody in my family, anybody, and I, I think in this town it's like that. You know, if it wasn't me, somebody else, the next person driving by, I think would have jumped. It's very emotional. Oh. Yeah. And I, my heart's beating. Like, I, I feel, I can feel. He was feel, scared. Yes, yeah. being in that cold water and trying to save a life. And That's why I was wondering. I couldn't tell if he was shivering or if he was still really emotional about I it. There's emo so much emotion. emotion. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. I think it's emotion. Yeah, I think he's very emotional. And I love what he says about if it was, you know, my wife. And I guess that's when, you, wouldn't we want someone else to yes, do absolutely. You know, oh, a good Samaritan absolutely. that didn't know our absolutely. spouse or child to go to in the right after thing. them? Yeah. Ooh. Yes. All right, Beatrice Bruno, uh, drill sergeant of life, uh, author and speaker, just came in. And how Yay. fitting because Donna Hetzler, her story today, her topic today is you and your breakout session. <laughs> oh, my goodness, so, girl, you are on fire. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I stood in that hall. I was not going to Beatrice's class because I was just so afraid to break through that doubt and fear and all those things wow. that I was in bondage to. And so I had a girlfriend who came around the corner who had just come out of your workshop and she looked at me and she's teary-eyed you've got to go into Beatrice's workshop and I'm like yeah she's a powerful speaker but I think I'm going to this one over here and she's looking at me and she raised an eyebrow at me and challenged me and wow. all right I'm going I'm wow. going so I walk in and Beatrice starts the whole workshop with the story of the woman with the infirmity. And she was bent over. And Beatrice, you even show, you, like she demonstrates, you know, visuals are so powerful. Yeah. So here she is walking on her hands and feet to propel herself forward, saying this woman was, you know, she had this infirmity for 18 years. And when she encountered Jesus, he touched her and said, woman, thou art loosed. And so Beatrice trans, you know, went into what are we in bondage to? And she had us write a list of those things. Then she had us break free from those things. And so what she did was she said, we are going to 
just shout out collectively all those things that have kept us in bondage. So as a class, she's like, ready? And we're like, okay, I think. And so she's like, I am loosed from, and the class all had their own words, you know, so here's me, doubt, you know, and I am loosed from fear. I am loosed from rejection. I am loosed from inadequacy. And then there was a woman behind me that everybody heard over all of our chants. And it was the last time you had done this little exercise. And she said, I am loosed from my broken heart. And Beatrice just went in. I mean, it was like the spirit was on her. Well, it was like the spirit was on you, girl. And she just looked and she said, you are free from that. And she starts speaking life into all these women. And it was just amazing. So I was telling Angie the next day, I was so exhausted, like emotionally. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't get out of bed. I didn't get up and write that morning. I was exhausted. But I said in my blog, I arose with new footing and I walked out straighter than I came in. Wow. You are That's powerful, amazing. girl. Girl, no, God is powerful. Yes, he is, but he was working through you and I hope you recognize your anointing cuz it was amazing. Anytime God does that to me, it's a um it's a shock. Mhm. Mm because I don't go in expecting for that to happen. Yes. I go in and say, okay, I have my little agenda, and I say, you know, okay, God, use me to help your mm -hmm. writers to get loose. When he starts saying, you speak to that person right there, I'm like, really, God? <laughs> really? Can't you get somebody else to speak to them right now? <laughs> he says, no, you. In the first class, this one, one woman, she was about six foot tall, and she just started crying. Mm. And it was because she was so bound up mm. that she could not write the things that God had called her to write. Mm. And so God said to me at one point, he said, call her up here. He said, I want you to hug her. Mm. And so I called her up and I said, y'all sing this song with me real quick. There is power mm. in the name of Jesus. There is power. In the name of Jesus. And then we went right to the end wow. where it says, to break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. And you could see wow. the chain starting to break off of her. I can, I can feel the Holy Spirit right oh, now. Oh, yes. You could feel, see the chains breaking off of her. By the time she got to me, and I looked at her, and I said, I have to hug her like this. Mm. And I wrapped my arms around her and she felt the Lord wrapping his mm, arms wow. around her. And she just completely and totally just broke down. Wow. Okay. And just, she just cried on me. She probably snotted on me. That's fine. <laughs> That's I don't right. even care. <laughs> because she was able to get free mm. from that moment mm. forward. Amen. And see, uh, the, the name of my class, Angie, is Writer, Thou Art Loosed. Mm -hmm. She told okay? us. Okay, and it's just, it, it's a time for God's people to get loose so they can write the stuff. Tyra, if, if you weren't loosed, mm -hmm. you couldn't write the songs. The, yeah. I mean, the deeply penetrating songs mm -hmm. that you write. Mm -hmm. And we, as the writers of God, we must get loosed yes. so that we can get rid of all that stuff. That's right. And write because um, in the second class, God had me to go to this young lady's face and say to her, if you do not write what God has told you to write, the people that are waiting for it will die. Wow. And she looked at me like, oh, my God. I said, it's that serious. Wow.
And that's where I was like, my bottom lip was quivering. Because yeah. you always go, you white girls cry all the time. I'm like, I'm not going to cry in her class. I'm not going <laughs> to cry in her class. She's going to call me out that I'm crying in her class. But there was not a dry eye. There was no. men in there. Men who, crying. Yeah. Yes. 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 It was wow. so powerful. It was awesome. Wow. Th that conference, I walked away feeling like there is no fear in what God has called me to do. Right, wow. Writers on the rocks. Yes. yes. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's uh, Beatrice, how do people find you? DrillSergeantOfLife.com. All right. Tyra? TyraLaloMusic.com. L-A-L-L-O. DonnaHetzler.com, D-A-W-N-A. And I'm AngieAustinRadio.com. How cool is that? <laughs> All right. Well, so you felt good, Beatrice, after the uh, event? Absolutely. I'm actually drained because I, I go in and I leave everything. And I mean, these people that came, these God's precious people, they just sucked everything out of me. And so I'm still, and I got to get on the plane Thursday going to Missouri for my book launch. Walking wow. the red carpet, girl. Ooh. Yes. Oh, that's the 15th. Yeah, okay. I'm going to Missouri to launch my book. Wonderful. Guess who this is? Tyra Lalo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sounded like what angels. I still believe. Uh, All right. Well, let's listen as we go out to break. Love you guys. Love, Love you. you. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every well, month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Angie Austin here along with my radio friend Gif. We've got two topics here. We've got, mm -hmm. uh, yes, we do. Success depends more on personality than it does on intelligence, which I think is very interesting. And then you've okay. got the other one, Gif. It's about eight what? Sources of strength powerful enough to overcome the fears holding you back. And I'm raising my hand in the air because that's me. Really? I would have never guessed yeah. that. Okay, I did, I did kind of, my brother, you know, is a genius, and he went to West Point Military Academy. And uh, he never had to worry about his grades. He just, you know, excelled naturally. I did well, but math-wise, he was definitely a math genius. Or he went to his West Point uh, Military Academy physics professor, and he would, like, find mistakes in the textbook. Like, that's how smart he was. And mm -hmm. so um, I, I – but – I've been more successful in terms of my personality and my ability to get along with others. He's so smart. He doesn't understand why people don't understand the things he does. And so in this sure. article, it says on Inc.com, it says um, only 2% of success is explained by IQ and actually personality 
is the majority of your success, how you deal with others, how positive you are, et cetera, not how smart you are. I completely agree. I mean, uh, look where you and I both ended up, okay? You, you on TV and now and radio and, and, and me and radio. I was a lousy, I was a C student. I mean, I just got through, didn't care. College was not for me. And uh, it, it just had nothing. Uh, but my whole career was built on the fact that I had a personality, uh, the ability to turn things into jokes, walk around with a big smile on my face and make other people feel good. And all of a sudden, you know, I've got a 35 year career, um, but you still have to be smart enough to you know, form opinions and also, you know, get those thoughts out at the same time. So, but I don't think that relates to IQ. You know, the people that can do math like crazy, I, you know, I admire them. They have their gift. Our gift is the fact that, you know, we can connect with people through our personalities and, and, and bring them into our lives. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do think yeah. it's a gift because when people say, you know, what, what's your gift? I'm like, um, I can, uh, uh, um, I can speak and I can make people laugh. Yeah, it is a gift. <laughs> all right, gift. Let's well, at about... least you can make at least you can make yourself laugh. <laughs> right. And you know what? That that's all I really care about sometimes. My favorite line is, gee, I cracked myself up. Right. I hope you enjoyed it too. Right. <laughs> so, all right. So let's so, talk about fear holding you back, because you say this is something that I surprisingly does. So to avoid absolutely. failure. Acknowledge and compensate for your weakness. And these are eight sources of strength, powerful enough to overcome the fears holding you back. And I always, when I think of uh, fear of failure, think of my uncle. Uh, he died way too young and he had a great voice. He could sing and he would, I mean, so deep. And a lot of people wanted to do voiceover work, but then he would back out saying, well, they want too big a percentage. And I'm like, well, right now you're getting um, 100% of nothing. So why don't you just right. try it and get started and see what you think? Um, but uh, his fear of failure kept him from doing anything. Yeah, well, you just come up with an excuse to, uh, you know, to move forward. And I, and I totally get it. Because uh, I, I don't know if it's part of what we were talking about before of, uh, you know, having a personality and things like that. Our biggest fear and most radio people that I know is it, it, we're kind of social misfits when we get out into a bunch of people. I'm, I'm not, but I've known a lot of people that just can't even connect unless they're in a room by themselves with a microphone in front of them. Oh, I've done sales funny. and all kinds of stuff, and it's always been really easy. But my fears of, of failure and, and more than anything else is just straight up rejection and why the uh, outside looks confident and, you know, I know what's going on and, and I can project that inside is this just unbelievable turmoil of, oh, my gosh, what I don't know. What if, what if they say no? What am I going to say next? What am I going to do? And it's like and it's paralyzing. And, uh, you know, what I've always found is is uh, make sure you're up on the subject that you're talking about. When well, I'm that's doing... number one, no, knowledge. Yeah. So continue on. The way you, yeah. Actually, you laugh, though, because every time there's a story in the news, if it's a gorilla story, everybody's an expert on a gorilla. If it's a shark yeah. story, everybody becomes expert on sharks. But you and I do uh, read a lot, and we know a lot about the world and things that are hot and topics and current events. So that knowledge is the number one tip in how to overcome your fears, to have the knowledge. It's, and you certainly need that when you go in for a job interview. A lot of people don't prepare. Right. It's, it's all about preparation and, and going forward and knowing what you're talking about. When I was uh, doing sales, I was I was selling solar electric power, which 
was completely out of what I had been doing, you know, for radio for a while. And I took a three year break and I learned something new. I went and learned all about solar energy and how it works and 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 all the numbers and everything else. And I had to know every single thing down to the final nut and bolt before I could go sit down in front of somebody Mm -hmm. and then consult them into buying this. And when I had that knowledge and and when it was refined and uh, all of a sudden life became really easy, I wasn't afraid of failure then because I knew what I was talking about. Right. Um, and you can wing it. You you sure can. I've got lots of friends that are amazing. At, they are just as dumb as a sack of hammers. And they can convince you that that the sky is green. And 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 it's just because they have this gift. Um, I don't have that. I have to be fully prepared. And there is no way in the world for me to lie or exaggerate or anything else. Well, because it would be off script for right. me. Well, a lot of people do kind of say, like, they're lazy, so they wing it. And they say, oh, I'm better at yeah. ad-libbing. No, sometimes you're just no. lazy. You're not better no, at you're ad-libbing. Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next, um, overcoming fear, openness. I guess openness to change, because a lot of people fear change. And also yep. patience. I think some people just expect results or success so quickly. And when I like put things up on YouTube or the internet or do a Facebook thing, you know, you see all these uh, YouTube people that are, you know, making a lot of money off of their content, their show, their whatever. But it might have been a kid that started in their, you know, bedroom six years ago and was patient. And we adults are not patient. We want it to start making money right away. And it doesn't. My friend did a YouTube channel. It took her like three years and she started making six figures. But you would not believe what she put into that three years prior to making excuse me nothing well you hear that a lot and and i certainly do in the music industry oh they're an overnight success no they're an overnight success that took 10 years to get there uh there are some really great um artists that are out there right now that are very young uh they're 25 and everybody's going oh they're just blessed no they started doing this when they were 10 years old in their bedroom you know sitting in front of a mirror right and 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 we don't have patience. And I am I raise my hand and go, I am so guilty of that. Yeah, because me too. I, I've got a voiceover business that I've been building for the last year and my patience runs out and and I go and I get into this just self-destructive. I stink. I'm no good. Nobody likes me. Nobody cares. And, uh, you know, it's really kind of a pity party, but it's mine. So I, I own it. Right. But I have not. Ex- uh, I've got the patience. Things are starting to come around now Good. and build. Yeah. But it's been a year and a yes. half of right. plugging away and banging on doors and doing all this kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, this is exhausting. Exhausting. <laughs> exhausting. All right. Let's give the last few. Um, boldness. Right. You have to be bold and, you know, go for it. And courage. I think those are both really great. I'm not going to go through all eight. But I think that it's, uh, you know, having the courage to face the, you know, rejection. It's like when my kid went door to door during the last snowstorm and asked if, uh, if he could shovel their walks for money. And none of the other kids wanted to knock on the door. But my, my, my son's like a natural salesman. Like he finds it a challenge. And so he's definitely got that courage to face. Fears. All right, Gif, ways to protect your children, your grandchildren from technology traps. Uh, one of my uh, <laughs> girlfriend's uh, kids was just cyberbullied, which I'll explain. And then the grandparents wanted to get my kids' cell phones, and they're in second, fourth, and mm-hmm. fifth grade. I'll explain how we found mm-hmm. something that really will be safe for them. Joining us is radio personality Gif, who is also a tech reporter. So we're going to talk about some of these traps because you've been looking into this, and it's getting very complicated. Mm-hmm. We had uh, the kids sent home with, um, you know, their own, uh, like iPads. 
And uh, yeah. they didn't have anything to keep them off the internet in certain areas. And some of the kids were looking up things they shouldn't have, and they got in some pretty big trouble. But come on, you're, I just assumed that it was kids safe when they sent it home from school. Well, anything that's connected to the internet is not kids safe. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the safest internet can, uh, device for a kid is the one where their parents are sitting there, as the kids like to say, uh, POS, parent over shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's the safest way to go about it. And even the devices that we get uh, lend themselves to um, uh, to bad news. And I'll, I'll give you an example. There's a toy out there. It's called uh, Kayla. Uh, and it's a doll. And it uh, is Bluetooth connected to apps. But this doll can be taught things that, well, well it, it, basically the problem they've had is people have been teaching the doll how to swear. Oh and, and, and parents, yeah, I know. It's like, geez, really? Is this where we've got? And and it, it, there's no controls over it uh, within the app or uh, what its learning capabilities are, because these new things that are out there are learning capable. They can remember things that are said, and then it comes back in their own voice. So you've really got to be careful when you're purchasing these uh, tech items to make sure, you know, the parents are there to make sure their kids are are safe. The other thing that is really pretty darn frightening is anything that is wirelessly connected can be mm-hmm. hacked. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get, um, uh, there are wireless toys that are out there. Uh, they can control them from apps or from other places. And what you have to remember, and I cannot preach this enough, is you have to change the default password that comes with anything that has wireless in it. Uh-huh. Because generally the default password on these things is admin, and then the password is password. And then you have to change it. Otherwise, it's just an open door I'm, mean, you know, for the uh, uh, baby monitors and things like that. If you don't change it, anybody can hack into it that has the wherewithal to do it, and they will. So, um, uh, you know, kids using these things, you really, really have to be careful. They can be hacked, and the kids are smarter than us. <laughs> you know, and that's the that's the scary part. One of the tips was monitor your children's mobile phone and activity, and yep. you said that parents over the shoulder. I don't think a lot of um, grandparents, ours in our family, for instance, realize that many cell phones that are smartphones have all of this access to the outside world. And so yep. you can monitor their um, online activity by knowing all their passwords, only allowing apps to be put on the phone if you you put them on. And then also, um, you can track like all of their texts. And I know that sounds like Big Brother. Who cares? Um, my uh, my friend's son has that uh, has a, a phone where she can see every text. And he even says, like, remember, my mom's watching. And you know what? I think kids appreciate it when they have an out with the peer pressure to say, well, my mom watches all my texts, so I can't say or do that. Yeah, I think it's a terrific idea. And it, honestly, even if you didn't get the app and you're having those kind of problems, um, you could probably just say, you know, my mom's watching all my texts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a great idea. This this world is so much different than the one that you and I grew up in, oh, where, uh, you know, where the information coming into kids is is just mind boggling how much there is. And especially when they have um, phones, we were giggling about the difference between my two kids. Um, They're five years apart. Um, My oldest one did not have technology. She had a pager and then she had a phone that she could text on, you know, with the numbers. And that was it. And then you jump to the, uh, to my youngest who is now 24, but she grew up with this stuff and, and it caught me by storm, but I had my eyes wide open to what was going on. Cause I'm, you know, a tech geek and have been since computers first came out. And, and I knew, I knew with the internet and everything else that came along, man, we've got to keep an eye on them. But 
Um, it's it's difficult. It's a real challenge for parents. Well, let me tell you what happened. You know, I was very against getting phones for my kids. Absolutely, hundred percent. Some of their friends have uh, cell phones, and uh, the grandparents wanted to get one for each of them. And I'm like, each of them? What about the oldest one in fifth grade who's going to middle school next year? So my husband and I researched it, and we did it through our our company, Verizon. And I don't it says in a Verizon commercial, but it's a phone that's on their wrist, and they can call four people, and four people can call them, and that's it. Nice. I like that. So it's grandma, grandpa, me, uh, and my husband. And then speaking of um, smartphones, so another fifth grader, uh, my daughter's, uh, my, my friend's daughter, she um, just was cyberbullied, and it was so bizarre. It was a school email, and three mean girls in her class were saying horrible things about her and somehow added her onto the thread. And, uh, and, and she was being bullied, and she handled it really well. She made her own like social media video to speak out against cyberbullying and to tell the girls, uh, basically, um, I, I tried to be your friend, and I'm sorry you don't like me, but I prefer to have friends who like me just the way I am. I don't want to change to have friendships. And uh, she asked her mom to come and have lunch with her so she wouldn't have to deal with those girls at lunchtime because they were specifically leaving her out, which makes me mad that teachers uh, allow that to happen where they pretty much said every seat was taken and she had to sit alone at a table. You'd think that teachers or somebody would come in and get involved because at our school, all the classes have to sit together at one table in elementary school. And so they can't kick anybody off the table. Uh, was that middle school that that nonsense was happening? No, fifth grade, elementary fifth grade. school. Fifth grade, wow. Oh, well, they're warming up early. Uh, I mean, usually it's junior high where we notice the wheels spin off the bus. But uh, yeah, I, like I said, it, it's a different world. And it, I mean, this stuff has been going on forever, even since, you know, when I was a kid. And it, it doesn't matter. It's just it's got a megaphone now with the Internet and, and texting and, and the fact that you can use apps that are completely anonymous, although I was happy to hear that one of those anonymous um, the texting apps is going away, thank goodness, because mm-hmm. it's caused more troubles than mm-hmm. anything else. But, it, you, you know, it's a yik yak and it's going away. And that, that thing has been horrible. And keep in mind, GIF, um, if you, if your kid's got a smartphone, they have a camera and mm-hmm. they can send pictures. And I'm already here. I had to explain to my son what sexting was because we heard huh. in the middle school they were starting to do that. And he's not quite there yet in middle school. But the kids are um, like texting each other and meeting after school, meeting at the playground, boys and girls. And it's crazy that in fifth grade they'd already be meeting each other outside of school. But and nonetheless, GIF, it's a new era for us. How to, I just want to thank you for your expertise in the tech world, my friend. Ah, happy to do it. All right, GIF. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. You are a gift, GIF. Thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. Have a great day. You too. Changing gears now. If you're a parent or a grandparent, then you probably love Darla Noble's guest spots. Today we're talking about her blog, Sorry Kool-Aid Cup. You had your chance. Darla, you're uh, into unconditional love and uh, your parenting style. So beautiful. What is this all about? Well, this summer I was helping my two-year-old granddaughter. She was wanting to drink her Kool-Aid out of a big girl cup. And she was doing a great job. But you know how ice will sometimes fall forward and splash whatever you're drinking on you? Well, that's what happened with Essie. And it made her mad. She wasn't mad at the Kool-Aid or the ice. She was mad at the cup. It startled her, and she wanted nothing more to do with that cup. I mean, she wanted the Kool-Aid, but she would not drink it until I poured it into another cup, and she would drink it out of there. It was just funny to me, but I got to thinking, you know, how that was no big deal. But a lot of times our kids get really mad when things don't go their way, and they want to get even. You know, 
SC just had this attitude like, Kool-Aid Cup, you did that to me once, but you will never get me again. I mean, that was just her little demeanor about the whole thing. And I just really want to remind parents that our kids need to be able to handle the situations that don't go their way, not with anger and not with just getting even and revenge. And frustration. Right. Frustration. That's a great word to put in there, Angie. We need to be able to teach them to resolve things reasonably and rationally and calmly. And the best way we're going to be able to do that is to do that ourselves. Our kids are watching us. They learn their coping mechanisms from us. And so we need to be willing to not let frustration and anger get the best of us so that our kids don't let it get the best of them. Oh. We need to let them see the root of the problem instead yes. of just assuming they know what's going on right. and to and they, get the whole picture. And they learn from us. My grand, my mother, their grandmother uh, it has a lot of anger and I've talked to her repeatedly about, you know, that they're learning from you and they're old enough now that they actually come and like report her when she behaves inappropriately because they <laughs> Good know, job, kids. Yeah, they know when she yells or gets enraged about something like a pan cake or something that, you know, that that's not appropriate. So fortunately from watching my husband and I, they know what is appropriate, but I know that they picked up a little bit of her behavior and so they're learning from us, you know, so we have to really watch what we do. They're watching every move we make. All right, Darla, how do we find your blog? Mamadisays.blogspot.com. Thank you, Darla. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like to tax write off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Spark Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items and leave you your tax write off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE. 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, they help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag and I got it at ARC. I shop there and I help others and I donate my items about once every month or two and I call 303-238-JANE and they come right to my house with the truck and they pick everything up. Here, check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Come show your Olympic spirit with YMCA of the Rockies. This year, Snow Mountain Ranch is your passport to Olympic fun. Join us as we cheer on Team USA with Winter Olympics themed weekends running each weekend from January 26th to February 25th. Just pick up an Olympics passport at the program's desk and get a stamp for every activity you complete. It's your passport to fun. Once your passport is full, you can enter to win a two-night stay in a lodge room at Snow Mountain Ranch. Visit snowmountainranch.org for more information. That's snowmountainranch.org. YMCA of the Rockies is the place to take your family this Olympic season. It's like a trip to the Winter Olympics without having to leave your own backyard. Angie Austin here. You know, I talk a lot about ARC, and I think they do such good work. I shop there. We call it shopping with a purpose, and I've got some of the ARC ambassadors with me here, and I really like how ARC, uh, you know, supports people who are differently abled and gives, gives them the opportunity to have a wonderful job, and by shopping there, 
we're also supporting the ambassadors, but also the greater community as well. So Dominic Rivera is here, and Dominic, you work directly with the ambassadors. How does shopping at ARC help them in the community? Well, the 27 locations that we have uh, in the state, if you come and you uh, either donate or shop, it helps with our chapters, and it also helps with our social programs that we have here at the ARC Thrift Stores. And, you know, one of my friends, Lori, I've mentioned many times, Lori uh, told me that before she even worked for ARC, um, she'd outgrown her wheelchair, which is a painful way to get around. If you don't fit in your wheelchair, it's you're in pain all day. And uh, ARC helped get her a new wheelchair, and they're not cheap, by the way. And so I always remember that when I'm shopping and think about, wow, this is helping someone like my friend Lori uh, get a wheelchair. How wonderful this is that every dollar I spend goes to a good cause. And by the way, I found the most amazing capes um, there recently from um, Saks Fifth Avenue. No, Lord and Taylor, which I mean, I don't even shop there. It's so expensive. It blew my mind. There were two of them. And my girls were like, ooh, look at those. And I, <laughs> I bought them. All right. Donna is here and Bobby is here and Adam and they are all ambassadors. Yes, so Donna, I'll introduce you first, ladies first. Uh, tell us where you work at, uh, at ARC and how long you've been there. I work at ARC in Arvada, and I will be there six years. Six years, and uh, what do you do there? I work in production, and I'm a hanger. And you've been very positive in the times I've met you before. What do you like about working for ARC? Everything. <sighs> I love that. You like everything. I mean, you've got friends, obviously. You, you bring home a paycheck, and you have a job that's fulfilling. Is it one of the, your favorite jobs that you've ever had? Yes. It is? Why is it your favorite? Is it the friendships? Is it uh, just the way that they're run? What do you like about ARC? Everything. I love that. I mean, who can who can complain about someone, an employee saying, I like everything about my job? Right. We, well, we have like two, three events once a month. When I asked uh, Donna's store manager if she can come to the show, he was like, oh, no, not again. I, I really need her today. Aww. And, but, but you got to come anyway, Donna. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad. You're such a ray of sunshine. All right, Bobby, you two are so positive. I've loved interviewing you over the years of my partnership with ARC. Um, and we, I laughed because I didn't even plan to wear an ARC shirt today, which I did. And then my prior guest was like, everything I'm wearing is from ARC. And she actually shops at your store, which I thought was very funny, uh, rather coincidental. So, Bobby, tell us about you, Bobby. I also work at the ARC in Nevada, and I'm kind of a floater. So, and... Track of all, or uh, jack, jack of all, of all trades. trades. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A floater, so you do uh, various positions. Yes. Uh, and uh, Donna mentioned she was a hanger, so you might do that. And I, I've heard you guys work in brick bat brack. And then my friend Lori, she greets uh -huh. at the door, and she tells people, like, uh, which tickets are half off that day. And, uh, by the way, Saturdays, most items are half off. My kids love to go there and spend their allowance. And uh, I actually buy quite a, a few items for the middle school where they have a table where the kids are rewarded for good behavior, and they have good behavior dollars, and then they come in and they purchase, I get a lot of the Beanie Babies mm. uh, and just other fun items at ARC. So what do you like about working for ARC? Mm, the paycheck. Um, uh, Everybody likes the paycheck. That's yes. always a plus, right? <laughs> um, just the activities, classes, friends. And Adam, you work at ARC as well. When he says activities and classes, what is he talking about? He is talking about we hold ARC University, what is it, Dominic? Twice Once a month. 
I thought it was twice a month. And it just basically covers things like um, living on your own, um, managing a budget, animal care, that kind of stuff. Yeah, all kinds of different topics because I get uh, Dominic's emails and some of the classes I want to go to. I love it. I mean, a lot of them are like learning how to navigate like, um, you know, the transportation system, like public transit. Um, uh, A dentist might come in and talk about that or um, how to interact with friends, boundaries. uh, Like you said, how to live on your own, cooking, like all kinds of classes that help the ambassadors, uh, you know, uh, socialize with each other, make more friends, but also, uh, you know, gain life skills as well. And, you know, Dominic, I say our isn't, doesn't just benefit the ambassadors in the community. Um, the ambassadors' parents also are thrilled with ARC and how it gives their kids freedom and a paycheck, as Bobby said. So where do people find out about the locations and if they've never checked out an ARC? Uh, you know, as you mentioned, 27 locations. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, uh, you can go, go to our website, arcthrift.org. Or if you need a pickup, you can go uh, dial 303-238-JANE, and we'll come to your doorstep and pick up your your items. And that that 303-238-JANE, I use that a lot. I'd say the truck now comes every other month. It used to come every month, but I was running out of stuff to donate. So about every other month, and the truck comes right to my house. So simple, I just put the bags outside. All right, thanks so much, guys, for joining us on the good news. You're all very good news to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.